1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to
0: play full time fantasy. Full time fantasy. It
2: is full time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every single weekday, you can always listen to the show live. If you can't, no problem. You can listen on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. Coming up in this hour, we'll have Steve Taroni. He's from the Hot Take Podcast, so he will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network, so we'll talk football with him. You can catch all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. I have an article up looking at O.J. Howard today. You know, A lot of people think that O.J. Howard can have a breakout year, and he is generally being taken as the fourth tight end off the board in the Fantasy Football World Championships uh, and if you're a member of full-time fantasy, you'll get access to these ADPs, which is really helpful. Gives you an idea of where players are going in case you jump into a draft. Uh, use the promo code is 50 to get 50% off your first two months. But O.J. Howard, an ADP of 63 right now, an early of 48, a late of 80. Uh, so he's the fourth tight end off the board going on after the top three. Zach Ertz, George Kittle, and Travis Kelsey. Not in that order, obviously. Kelsey is the guy who goes first. Uh, and then Hunter Henry's at 66. So they're pretty close. It's the four and five tight end. So I break it down and look at everything. Uh, OJ Howard, can he break out? Is there enough targets to go around? Because that's the, been a problem with OJ Howard in his first couple of years. He has not been getting the volume. Will he get it this year? Go to FullTimeFantasy.com, read it, check it out, get my thoughts and opinions. I have a look at uh, another tight end, Eric Ebron. Is he overvalued? or undervalued same with Dak Prescott Philip Lindsay uh, got five quarterbacks so you can target late in your draft so every day we're just putting in more and more content to get you set to dominate for the upcoming fantasy football season we have Sean Childs with his series on fantasy football world championship target points for each position he's gone through quarterbacks receivers now he's looking at the backup wide receivers and uh, talking about what you should do with those receiver positions he also has the target points for starting receivers. So it's a really good series from a guy who has had a lot of success in the high-stakes arena. So I implore you to check this out. Uh, we also continue to have our fantasy baseball coverage, the weekly waiver wire report from Sean Childs, uh, as well as the closer depth chart and bullpen updates. I have my stock watch up for fantasy baseball as well. And Dr. Roto uh, continues his look with his on-the-clock series. If you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums anytime, uh, and you usually get a quick answer. I know uh, there was a question, I think, about baseball yesterday that uh, I was out playing softball, so I apologize for that, but uh, we'll give you a lot of the great content there, uh, and it really helps because you know there's no character limit. You can go in-depth, ask your questions, uh, and it really helps to have the details to give you the best answer that you need. So just got a question asking about uh, ranking these five starting pitchers for the rest of the year. And, you know, instead of just doing the five names in a row, kind of give you a little bit of an explanation on why. So that's where the message boards and the forums really come in handy. Uh, People have been asking about my rankings. As soon as I know that they're posted, I will tweet it out. Uh, They have been submitted. And the thing is, too, I pretty much update them every day. Uh, There might be one day where there's no need to update. But, yes, there's always some type of news going on, especially now with training camp underway. Denver has been playing. The Falcons right now are holding their first training camp practice, and every team will report by Friday. So we're going to get a lot of news filtering in. I guess the biggest key, though, is – You have to interpret the news properly because we're going to see a lot of play-by-play from these beat reporters, and everyone's going to retweet it. Like today, people are getting really excited about the footwork of Deshaun Hamilton, and you're going to see the video of how good he looks. I like Deshaun Hamilton already anyway. I mean, the biggest issue for him is uh, Emmanuel Sanders and how healthy he is, and the reports have been that he's looked really good so far. But still, he's over the age of 30 coming off a torn Achilles, I still have my concerns for him. So, you know, this doesn't affect me because I, I, I've i already taken Deshaun Hamilton in a draft, in the FSGA draft. I think I took him in around 13, 12, 11, I don't know, somewhere in that range. So I liked him because I like what I saw from him last year. Uh, the question is, you know, how does Sanders look? How does Sutton look? But I think in the double-digit rounds, you know, I'm willing to take a shot on Deshaun Hamilton now. He's going a little bit higher in our co- – well, 122 is his ADP in the fantasy football world championship. So, uh that's that's a pretty good spot to, but the thing is receivers in our format go a little bit higher because we have the extra flex spots. You have to keep that in mind. Uh and that's when you're looking at ADP's too. You know, kind of know the format and uh so in in ours you obviously know that receivers go a lot higher because of that extra flex spot. So, uh That's where Sutton is going. I think that's a fair spot. Meanwhile, Cortland Sutton, his ADP is 75. So he's way, way higher. Uh, And Sanders, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, it's uh, definitely moving up. I can tell you that. He's at 127. But look at the range, 105 to 174. So you could see how some training camp news sometimes can influence a player's ADP. And we would definitely be spotlighting that throughout all of our shows. But you see it right there. So just be careful with the news. There's gonna be a lot of, you know, positive and false narratives on some of these players. This guy looks great. Oh, he's gonna do this and he's do that. Just just be careful with that because sometimes a lot of times it doesn't pan out. You know, it sometimes it does. Again, I was reading a lot last year about how Philip Lindsay looked in training camp and it was a lot of positive praise and it never actually built up for Lindsay. I mean, he didn't really get drafted in most leagues. So that was a case where maybe he was a little bit more under the radar and maybe we needed to pay closer attention there. I think it was all on Royce Freeman, obviously. you got a lot of buzz last year, and a lot of it was because of draft capital, where he was drafted, and people were taking him in the third round. So, that's a case where maybe uh, Lindsey didn't get enough hype. Uh, again, you could also head over to the Fantasy Football World Championships if you want to hop in a draft, and maybe you hear some ADPs that I'm spitting out, and you're like, those are great values. What are people thinking? Well, here's your opportunity to pounce and take advantage of it before the ADP skyrockets. So, play... FFWC.com. We have an online championship tonight, uh, coming up at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. We have a starter full season league. That's an 18-round draft, 92nd clock, $35 to enter. That kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific tonight, so head on over there. Play ffwc.com. When we return, we're going to go over some of the latest news in the NFL. Could there be a change in the way the Broncos distribute their backfield? I'll let you know next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: 888. 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
0: Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com.
3: That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call one We Delete or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's one 888 3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right. It is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteedRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com.
2: It's full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon. July 22nd, getting closer to the start of the season. I believe it's 45 days away. We've got the Hall of Fame game right around the corner, less than two weeks. So if you haven't gotten started already, what the hell are you waiting for, man? It's like the more work you put in, the more prep, I feel like the more you're rewarded, it's the same thing in life. Put in the work and you will get rewarded at some point. Sometimes it takes longer than others. I'm sure that happens in your career fields and you know you feel like you're doing your job and you will get rewarded if you continue putting hard work. I always say that hard work will get acknowledged at some point. And, you know, the reason why I have success in fantasy is putting in the work and just studying and eating this And I know for some of you, you can't. You got jobs and kids and too many things going on, but that's what we are here for. We're here to do the research, break down the information, give you the stats, give you the rankings that you need. So head on over to fulltimefantasy.com, use the promo code ronus 50 to get 50% off your first two months. So uh, that's what we're doing now, just going through it, breaking it down. You know, a lot of people, people, times people make statements, they don't back them up. So what we do here is we'll give you – Uh, The reason why we feel a certain way and back it up with the situation, the team context, the stats, the numbers that back up the point. And that's the goal here, and that's what we do. So you can check it out. Again, wrote about O.J. Howard today. Can he break out? A lot of people think he can. Is there numbers and reasons to suggest that he can? Check it out. It is up there right now on the site. Uh, and, again, we have a ton of stuff in our draft kit. You can go just check it out. And got a lot more to come. So you guys will be prepared. As I've, I've always said this, we can't guarantee you championships. No one can. But we're going to pretty much put you in a position to make the playoffs. And then, as we all know, once you get to the playoffs, it's anything can happen. It's all about matchups. And we've been there before. You know, I had a team last year, most points in the league, top seed. Lost in the semifinals. The team just went absolutely flat that week. The players that you were expecting to give you big contributions week in, week out, did not show up. And it's going to happen. And can't get upset there. You know, it's a weekly game. And it just sucks to have your worst week in the semifinals or the championship. But it's going to happen from time to time. And I just look and say, look, I had a great team. Even the team I beat said, hey, you had the better team. and just had the better week. Yeah, I'm, it happens. I mean... That's uh, unfortunately what happens in fantasy football. But at least in the high-stakes leagues, the total points matter. And uh, I'll repeat this again. you know, Now is the time to go to your commissioner and ask for rule changes. And one thing that we've been talking about over the last few years, and and again, we do this in the fantasy football world championships, the total points have got to matter. I'm sorry, man. You cannot have a league where it's just the top six records. You want to do top four records, next two teams with the most points, I think it's fair. And, yeah, you're going to get a year where a team is – you know, 5-8, and 4-9, uh, and nine, getting into the playoffs, and it's going to look weird. But if they have the most points or they're up there, they obviously had some poor luck and a tough schedule, and you shouldn't be penalized for it. Something that I have done in my leagues for years, those who have followed me for a long time know, my home league, we play double headers. We play two teams every single week, and for the most part, the best teams make the playoffs, but there was a situation two years ago where a team with the second most points did not get in, even with the doubleheaders. So uh, I changed the rule last year. I said, all right, we're going to go top five records and the team with the next most points. The reason why I don't do four and two is the doubleheaders is supposed to offset some of that luck because, as you know, if you play one team, say you, you could have the second most points in the league three weeks in a row. You could go against the team with the most points three weeks in a row and be 0-3. More, More than likely, well, I guess mathematically, if you have the second most points, if you play a double header, and that happens, you'll be three and three. So it'll kind of offset some of that luck. So that's the reason why I do double headers. Uh, I'm not sure why it's not done more. I think it's cool, two teams a week, and uh, makes it fun. So that's something. I guess league software depends on where uh, you can do it. Uh, but I do mine on my We do the doubleheaders, and uh, people seem to like it. All right. We're just talking about the Broncos running back situation, and this is something to keep an eye on here in training camp. Obviously, Philip Lindsay's coming off a great year. He was very efficient. He was probably a league winner for many people, especially if your week didn't go into week 17. So he got hurt uh, late in the season with that wrist injury. Now he is healthy for training camp. Uh, uh, Lindsay uh, came out of nowhere last year was very efficient. It was third in eligible running backs yards per carry. I don't think it repeats what he did last year. And the other thing is, too, everyone thinks, oh, Royce Freeman sucked. I don't think he sucked. A lot of his other line metrics are actually pretty good. And Lindsey faced uh, the lo- one of the lowest eight-man fronts while Freeman was near the top. So when you had Freeman in there early in the year and early downs, okay, they know they're going to run. They would load up the box. Lindsey would come in on passing downs until late in the year when he was pretty much back, And he'd have the, the softer fronts, which helped. And it's, Lindsay's didn't break a ton of tackles. He wasn't very elusive. He was obviously better in the passing game, although we didn't see uh, great passing game numbers from him last year. In fact, as somebody who had him in a pretty important league, I was actually surprised. I was like, why aren't they throwing the ball more? Because last year he had 35 receptions, 241 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, you'd expect better from a guy his size. And that's one of the biggest concerns too. Can he hold up over a full season? Yeah, he looked good last year. But he's not the biggest back. And, and Royce Freeman is a good player. So, New Broncos offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello say, said that Lindsay could play an expanded role in the passing game this season. So, that's interesting. Uh, they did split him out wide in some practices over the last couple days. I do think Freeman, though, is going to play a bigger role in this offense this year. I mean, I like where Freeman is going. Now, Lindsay's ADP in the Fantasy Football World championship is 53. He's gone as early as 48 and as late as 67. At 53, he's just not—I'm not taking him there. I know it's fifth round. You can make a case, and I guess it depends on what you have your roster, but I don't really like that price. Like, I don't see myself drafting Lindsay there. Royce Freeman's at 85. Now, a lot of you— Maybe you missed it, but I have talked about when you have that top four pick and you get one of those top running backs like Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, especially in the fantasy football world championship format where we have two running backs, three receivers, and two flex spots. You know, I often find myself taking that top running back and then going receiver heavy. And if that's the case, I'm fine actually getting like a Royce Freeman at 85 as the RB2 because. I'm kind of just taking shots here with that RB2, you know, and and Freeman is one of those running backs that fits the bill. Now I guess the one problem you might have with Freeman is if Lindsay is going to play that expanded role in the past game, it could hurt Freeman in terms of, you know, being a PPR format. But again, it comes down to roster construction. And if you do have a guy like McCaffrey and you're penciling him in to get 90 to 100 receptions again, you could have the RB2, maybe not play the big role in the passing game. I think you can get away with it, especially too if you're stacked at wide receiver, because you know, you you are probably gonna get potentially four receivers through the first five rounds, unless you go in the direction of a tight end. So it's gonna give you a lot of high floors. Now that's if those receivers hit. So I think you can do that. Sean McVay said Todd Gurley's feeling great. Okay. And he also said he's earned the right to be able to have the plan we had that they had this offseason. And said he's ready to go. I, look, Gurley, to me, has been one of the more polarizing players this year in fantasy. There are people who think he's a bargain. I don't. I'm not touching him. I'm sorry. There are way too many red flags there. I mean, this guy did not play in two of the biggest games last year. And now, with an off season of rest, he's just going to be fine with this arthritic knee. And people are saying, well, if you just diminish his workload and you do this, he's going to be still an RB1. How do we even know he can handle that? So to me there's too many red flags there with Todd Gurley to take in the second round. Every a lot of people think he's a bargain. I don't. I mean you want to minimize your risk in the first couple rounds. And maybe I'll turn out to be wrong and maybe Gurley's fine. But look at the signs. I've always said that in fantasy, sometimes we overanalyze too much. Look at the signs. The signs are not good for Todd Gurley. Lots more ahead, including a star receiver opening training camp on the Puff. Who it is? I'll let you know next here Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy
0: Sports Radio Network. Let dailyrodo.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win one million dollars in a fan or DraftKings tournament, or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get
3: your 10% discount today.
2: It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned. Coming up in the next segment, Steve Taroni from the Hot Take Podcast, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. He will join me to talk some football. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID. And you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Texas Longhorns minus three and they cover the spread by eight points, you'll receive eight times your stake. That's PointsBet.com GRID. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Talking some fantasy football. By the way, if you want to compete for prizes and don't want to pay any entry fee, you can head on over to MockDraftNow.com. And it's simple. You can finish this draft in five minutes. So maybe you're taking a walk. You're waiting to pick up someone you're in the bathroom, or you just got five free minutes, head on over to mockdraft.com, mockdraftnow.com, uh, click the I have read the agreement to the rules, and then you click Draft Now. And the draft starts right up, and you can enter as many times as you want. And a little secret, too. Uh, Tyree Kill is a little undervalued in this now, it hasn't caught up yet, so I've been uh, doing a ton of these drafts and getting him, but I just opened one up and uh, picked three. Uh, Barkley went one, Kamara two, so Check it out today. It's a lot of fun. It is definitely addicting, and there's some good prizes. You can go click on all the prizes. I think the grand prize is a trip into the fantasy football world, championships, and a trip to Vegas. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and if you want to go to Vegas this year, there's still time. We'll be there at the Palms first weekend of the fantasy football season. I'll be there as well. Uh, the Beat Adam Ronius Online Championship League is filled, as is the Dr. Otto League, and we both have pick six somehow, which... I'm not happy about, don't like pick six, but hey, whatever, figure it out and uh, get it done. We're never going to love all our draft spots, but I always said, doesn't matter. You know the player pool, you'll be fine. Uh, A couple of other tidbits here from training camp. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to open camp on the active PUP list. He's coming off a shoulder injury. There were some ligaments torn from the bone. He did not have surgery in the offseason season. But he said he'll be better than he was last season as he played through it. I uh, also had a foot issue last year. So I'm not worried about Hopkins right now. I'm not going to change my ranking for him. It's early in camp. He's a veteran. They're just being cautious here. I'd expect them to be back pretty quickly. And there's been no hint of panic. So i not really worried about it yet. All indications are that he should be fine and ready to go for the start of the season. He's obviously been one of the most consistent receivers in fantasy over the last few seasons, even with a myriad of quarterbacks. And uh, Hopkins, do- all, double-digit points in PBR formats in every game last year. Just such a high floor that he presents to you. And he's often going as the first or second receiver off the board, uh, for sure. Uh, right now, in our game, uh, in the Fantasy Football World Championships, Hopkins has an ADP of five. So, often going... After those top four running backs, he has an early of five and a late of six. So he's not going past six. You might see some of the drafts where David Johnson goes five. Uh, yeah, and I think looking at this here, those are the only players to go at five um, and six is, uh, well, at five. five. Uh, it's either been... David Johnson or DeAndre Hopkins in our most recent drafts. So pretty much uh, top six is kind of solidified. You know, sometimes you see Johnson five, sometimes you see Hopkins five, but that's pretty much the consensus in every single draft. I'm interested to see if that changes with this news. Does someone say, "Well, I'm going to go Devontae Adams instead"? But, uh, and I think I think there was a period where I had Adams one. Among wide receivers, I think I did move Hopkins to one Adams 2. But either way, I mean, they're both great. I mean, Hopkins just gets such tremendous value. Look at the targets the last few years. 192, 151, 174, 163. 115 catches last year for 1,572 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's had at least 11 touchdowns in three of the last four years. Uh, obviously, has a healthy Deshaun Watson. I guess the one concern for uh, Hopkins is does the target – Just go down slightly if there's a healthy Kiki QT, healthy Will Fuller. uh, Maybe, but I still think, uh, you know, the volume is going to be there for him. So, you know, that's the thing about Hopkins. He had a a few injuries last year, and he played all 16 games. So that's the one thing, too, about him. He's pretty tough, and uh, he played through this shoulder injury, and he really didn't even notice it. So uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to miss much time. I am not pushing him down the board. I don't feel the same way though about Sony Michelle. He is on the active PUP list to begin training camp and it means that he has not been cleared yet for on-field activities. Now he had off-season knee surgery and I think there's going to be a big start here in training camp. Sony Michelle is someone that uh, I have not touched in drafts so far. Uh, I did take him in the league of 2 last year and he was really good. His ADP right now is 54 the Fantasy Football World Championships, not touching him in that spot. First of all, it's the New England Patriots running backs. Now, that doesn't mean stay away from them. I don't believe in that because there's obviously been a lot of value to those running backs. I mean, James White was the guy last year that turned in a good amount of value, and Sonny Michel was good himself. Now, he doesn't catch a ton of passes, so that's the problem in PPR leagues, and it was always tough. You know, there were weeks where if he wasn't piling up the yards or scoring a ton of touchdowns, he gave you a low floor on that given week. So it was pretty much a boom or bust for the most part when you just don't have that uh, element in the receiving game. You know, he had uh, uh, not many receptions last year. I mean, he had seven. That's a problem in our game, uh, especially in the PPR format. So that hurts. You got James White in the picture. And let's not forget, they drafted Damian Harrison. I was uh, I was getting Damien Harrison a nice price, I think. I know I have him in one draft. I think it was the FSGA. Uh, I can't remember what round, nine or ten. But, yeah, I took Damian Harris then because I already saw uh, the concerns for Sony Michelle. You know, they drafted Damian Harris, what, in in, in the uh, third round? I mean, that us- usually, but running backs. And, you know, you don't want to generalize. But usually that means that they're going to play a factor. And especially, you know, with the Patriots. You were wondering, like, okay, they had you know, some other needs, including tight end. Why are they taking a running back here? So I think Harris could play a role. I mean, he's kind of an insurance policy, and that's what most of those running backs are right now when you're uh, drafting uh, in these rounds. You know, you're looking for someone that can potentially work their way up the depth chart or work their way into a full-time role. And Damian Harris Harris' ADP right now is 118. Early of 99 to late of 173. Oh, man, 173 for Damian Harris? Ooh, what a steal that is. Uh, But, yeah, that's the range where he's going. You know, he's going before. He's going right after Lashawn McCoy, Deion Lewis, Carlos Hyde, and before running backs like Adrian Peterson, Peyton Barber, Justice Hill. So, you see the type of range where he's going in. But I do think you might see his ADP shoot up a little bit, maybe, with this news. But, to me, there's absolute concerns with michelle first of all his health is an issue he's had these knee issues since college and we knew it going into the pros and when he was on the field last year you know he was good i mean he averaged four and a half yards per carry 209 carries for 931 yards six touchdowns in 13 games but again it's just a lack of receptions that was a major problem for him and in non-ppr it doesn't really matter as much but i don't think many people play in non-ppr anymore i could be wrong but I don't, I, we still do get questions on non PPR, but I think a lot are going to full point PPR or at least half point PPR. But, you know, you needed him to come through with a touchdown. Otherwise, there were weeks where, you know, it, the floor is so low. You know, you saw a 10 for 34, a 14 for 50, a 4 for 22, an 11 for 31, a 17 for 63. And if you're not getting receptions with that, it's just a terrible floor. I mean, 20 for 57, 13 for 59. It's a problem, you know, that for Michelle. You could look at the whole season. So, yeah, he's completely overvalued right now, Sony Michelle, where he's going in these PPR formats. You know, I'd rather wait and get Harris later uh, in case uh, something happens to Michelle. James White, obviously, you know, again, he's game script dependent as well, but and he's not really much of a value. it's ADP 62. Obviously, in PPR formats, you like him a little bit better. And with the lack of weapons at wide receiver, maybe they have to go to James White a little bit more, but yeah, I'm not touching Sony Michelle right now where he's going. I think he is so overvalued at this point, and I'd rather take Damian Harris five, six rounds later because it's not a big deal if it doesn't work. You're talking round 10, round 11, and I went over this in one of the shows last week, and again, you could check those out on demand. There's a lot of players. We look at around 10 and 11 that were drafted last year, and most of them are not on your roster at the end of the year. They don't pan out, so that's something you have to keep in mind. Will Fuller, speaking of him, he avoided the PUP list. So that's pretty good news there. He tore his ACL on October 25th, and he didn't participate at all this spring. We'll see if he does anything in training camp, but they said he's on track to be ready for week one. He's a real interesting player. He really was efficient last year. Uh, When he played, he was basically a wide receiver two in points per game in PPR formats, Uh, but he is very up and down. You know, he definitely has you know, he has the ceiling to finish as a top 10 receiver in a given week. And he has the downside to finish outside the top 50 on a given week. So that's why he's a little bit more appealing for best ball drafts. Cause you don't have to worry about it. And also, as we touched upon this in one of the shows a couple of weeks ago, we're kind of looking to see when Fuller, Q Hopkins were all on the field at the same time. How did it look? And it's hard in that offense for all three to be productive on a given week. So, Health is definitely still a factor for QT and Fuller, but certainly going to be interesting to watch them. Uh, QT is the best bargain of the group right now. He has an ADP of 88, although he's going higher. Fuller's at 69. So QT is the guy uh, of those two that I'd take. But that gap might narrow a little bit. But when QT was on the field last year, he was tremendous. Uh, And they seem to want to get heavy involved in the passing game there for the Houston Texans. When we return... Be joined by Steve Taroni from the Hot Take Podcast, part of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. He's next here on Full Time Fantasy. Here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code ronus 50 to get 50% off your first two months. Today, I'm taking a look at O.J. Howard. Can he have a breakout season? Find out. Read the article now. Joining me, it is Steve Tarone from the Hot Take Podcast, part of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Steve, what's up? And hopefully I pronounced your name I'm right
4: dude you did an excellent job yeah most people get it wrong but uh you you handled it right you know it's really phonetic you just pronounce the letters and you'll get there (laughs) so you did a good job uh what's going on man thanks for having
2: me on the show no problem man i've had people pronounce my name wrong too so i mean most people get it right but sometimes people say ronis so it's ronis but that's why you got a little rony in there so uh figured uh hopefully it would get it right but uh Tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find the Hot Take Podcast.
4: Yeah, as you mentioned, we're on the uh, Full-Time Fantasy Network. So uh, really, wherever uh, you listen to podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we, of course, are on uh, FullTimeFantasy.com. You can also find us on GoingForTwo.com and uh, VFSGN.com. The Hot Take Podcast is uh, hosted by myself and uh, Blake Sullivan, and we have been doing this for almost a year now. So, uh, you know, it's it's a fantasy football podcast for the everyday fantasy football player. Uh, We try to have a holistic approach, um, and you know, of course, we get in our hot takes when we can.
2: All right. So, what is one of your hot takes for the upcoming season that you feel pretty strongly about?
4: Yeah, so one of the things that I've been kind of bouncing around recently is the idea that On Johnson could actually outscore Damian Williams. And the reason I was bouncing that around is because, you know, when we're looking at Damian Williams right now, and that's obviously a hot topic, we actually had a full episode uh, where we talked about Damian Williams for about 20 minutes of the show. Uh, and just that situation and how it could play out. But, you know, when you look at his ADP, you're going to have to pay a second round draft price and redraft leagues. Right. So we're looking at, you know, some of the running backs going in the third round. And one guy I really like is carry on Johnson. And I feel like he can have value in the passing game and do a lot for this Detroit lions team. So we're thinking, okay, well, who do you want? Do you want Damian Williams in the mid-second round, late-second round, or do you want on Johnson in the late-third round? And we were talking about it, and I said, man, I actually could, I will bet right now that Carryon will actually score more fantasy points than Damian Williams this season. And so that's where I'm thinking, and it's like, you can get a really elite wide receiver in that second round. You can get a Mike Evans, you can get Antonio Brown, maybe even Juju, uh, depending on where you're picking in the late-second round. And then you can come back with a guy like Carry on Johnson and you might not be losing too much if you chose to do that over drafting
2: Damian Williams. Yeah, I think the biggest issue that people have with on Johnson probably is the offense in Detroit. They play very slow pace. But if you look at what he was doing last year, I mean he was pretty impressive. There's also a lot of talk that Theo Riddick might not make this roster. That could open up some more targets for Carry on Johnson in the passing game. And he did have 32 receptions last year and only 10 games. So even if you right. if that pace continues, you know it's still you know 50, 60 receptions and there's not much volume for him to share in that uh, Detroit offense. So uh, I think it's a good point. I think with Damian Williams, what people love about him, they're looking at the Chiefs running back and we know what running backs do under Andy Reid and we know how good the Chiefs offense is. But we went over this last week. Damian Williams is 27 years old. He's never had, I think it was more than 50, 60 carries in a season. Last year was the high. So I guess one of the questions with Williams is can he hold up over an entire season? But really why he's going there, it's the Chiefs offense. I mean, it's pretty clear.
4: 100%. No, yeah. And and Damian Williams is going to have a nice season for you. Um, I just think that that second round ADP, like, I just, I'm just i not in love with that draft spot and I would much rather get an elite wide receiver at that spot um, someone who I can rely on who's more proven and then I can get a running back in the third round so to speak um, Damian Williams obviously I think uh, is more inclined to get those 50 receptions um, this season as opposed to Kerryon Johnson like, I think he's more likely to do that because like you're saying that Chiefs offense it almost doesn't matter who's back there um, they're going to provide the scheme to sustain value in fantasy. Now, can
2: Damian Williams' body to sustain the full workload? That remains to be determined. Definitely. Talking to Steve Tarone from the Hot Take podcast. Big news last week was Tyreek Hill not going to get a suspension. I was surprised by it. I, a lot of the talk was he would get at least a two or four-game suspension, so a lot of people in recent weeks were taking him in the fourth round of drafts, getting a tremendous value there. His ADP currently in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 38, but we did see him go 16 in our last draft, so taken early in the second round. Uh, where do you take Tyreek Hill right now? Is he someone that you could see taking late first round? Is he an early second round pick? And I don't know if you've done rankings, but uh, where is Tyreek Hill for you right now in overall draft order and among wide receivers?
4: I don't think that. Tyreek Hill should escape the second round. And if you find him in the early third round at this point, you should jump all over him. Um, I think that we saw last season him get into that third round, um, you know, and people were kind of reluctant. They weren't sure what to think, you know, with Patrick Mahomes coming in, you know, this time last year, we didn't know what that was going to look like. Now we have a pretty good idea of what that looks like. And I think it's silly to let him go into the third round. So, yeah, I would probably be considering him in the mid-second round. I would consider him, you know, over um, Antonio Brown right now. Um, you know, I would, I would take Mike Evans over him, actually. Um, so, it, you know, it's right, he's right lumped in with those guys in the back of the second round, I would say. Um, and then I have him currently ranked as my wide receiver
2: seven um, for, for redraft purposes. Ezekiel Elliott, talk about him not reporting to training camp. Allegedly, I guess he has some plans for an out-of-country trip. Are you concerned about this? Do you think this lingers long, or will Elliott be good to go for the start of the season? If you were doing a draft today and Zeke falls to four, would you take him, or is this enough to scare you thinking, you know what, maybe he does hold out?
4: No, I'm not scared of it. Um I honestly just am curious of where he's going. We keep hearing out of the country. I mean, is he going to Cabo? Is he going to the Dominican Republic? Like I just want to know where he's you can't, going. You can't
2: go to DR right now. He can't be. I mean, I know he hasn't made the smartest decisions, but what's what's going on in DR is he can't be going there now, man. Okay, okay. Yeah.
4: Well, that's that's fair. Adam. <laughs> that's fair. Hey look, I, I would I'm not scared to draft him, no. Um I he's not gonna hold out uh for the season. He may hold out at training camp, but I think that the Cowboys are going to come to a resolution with him. Uh, Speaking of not making the smartest decisions, the Cowboys haven't been prone to making the smartest decisions when it comes to paying you know, uh, certain guys here and there, but I do believe that they'll come to a resolution. Um, He still has two years left on his contract, so nothing needs to happen right now necessarily, but they need to figure out something, and I think that they'll – make sure that they have their star running back for opening day.
2: Is there a player going in the first round that scares you? I mean, it seems like most people feel comfortable with a lot of these guys, but is there one that's consistently going in the first round where you say, I I don't see it, and you have some concerns?
4: I think the one guy that I never draft in the first round so far is Melvin Gordon. And this is before the speculation that he himself could hold out. Um, He doesn't necessarily scare me, but once you get past those first four elite running backs, and I'll even bring in uh, David Johnson into his own category of being like maybe that fifth guy, then you have these receivers that I would take over Melvin Gordon. I would take D Hop. I would take Devontae Adams. Um, Melvin Gordon doesn't necessarily scare me, but he's the one guy who I could see who's not necessarily in that elite talent uh, category um, where he, of course, is going to get the volume. He's going to get in, in, in a very good offense, mind you. Um, I'm not trying to take anything away from Melvin Gordon. But when you talk about the players like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Camara, Saquon Barkley that are going to get the volume, plus they have this elite talent. I just don't think Melvin Gordon is there, so I just would rather, once it gets to that point in the first round, I'm just going to take one of those elite wide receivers
2: over Melvin Gordon. Do you feel comfortable this year starting a draft with two wide receivers? You know, Everyone is talking about the running backs, and we've seen how some of these running backs performed last year, and we know there's a shift every year. I remember a few years ago, uh, starting a lot of drafts, three wide receivers, not much anymore, but... Do you feel good enough uh, taking those elite wide receivers and say, I'll figure out the running back position this year? I know it kind of depends on where you draft, but say the back end of the first round. I mean, you could realistically start a draft this year with uh, a Beckham, Julio Jones, uh, Michael Thomas, Juju. Do you feel comfortable doing that and realizing, you know what, I'll figure out the running back situation and there's some good enough running backs going in those mid rounds that you can form a competitive team this year?
4: Yeah, I think I'm a very biased person to ask this question, uh, To, uh, I am huge on drafting heavy wide receiver, and, you know, for the past few years, that's primarily what I've done is, is a, I've gone wide receiver, wide receiver, maybe even first three uh, rounds go wide receiver. Um, it's a season-long league or a season-long game, right? You have to plan for the entire season. Your draft is just a percentage of what you're going to do for the season. If you're going to win uh, in fantasy football, the running back position is so volatile with injuries. Uh, and then of course we're seeing, you know, with people holding out, etc. there's room for and the next guy up to step up. What I really believe is it's hard to duplicate that elite wide receiver. Um, and I think we understand that it's hard to duplicate that elite volume uh, bell cow running back, but We have to look at – because everyone wants to say, oh, it's deep. The wide receiver is deep this year. Sure, but you're not going to get that elite production from a wide receiver. I like to start with two stud guys, and so I'm okay if I'm in the back of the first round getting Devontae Adams and then following that up with Odell Beckham because I believe I've gotten two top five wide receivers for the entire season. Um, Now, that being said, if you have one of the first four picks this year – I think it's it's running back, and I think more so than ever, uh, you have to take one of these elite talents because they're going to give you ninety receptions. That's the difference. Is that running back Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey—they're all going to get you like ninety receptions. So that's very important in fantasy football. I think we all understand that.
2: For sure, and I when I, when I get that top four pick, I just kind of go receiver heavy after and figure out. Like you kind of alluded to what you said. I'll figure out the RB2 later on because I know I got a stud and I'll just load up on receivers. That's what I've done in drafts. I like the way the team turns out. There's been a lot of hype on Kyler Murray. I mean, almost every draft I'm seeing him go as a top 10 quarterback. Do you think it's justified or are people overvaluing him right now?
4: It is justified. And, you know, I think that if the Arizona Cardinals offense is as advertised, uh, there's no way that he's not a top 10 quarterback now. That's remained to be determined. You know, everyone is kind of already painting this picture of what the Cardinals offense is going to look like with Cliff Kingsbury coming in town and Kyler at the helm. But, um, you know, look, any he any rookie quarterback coming in is subject to bust. Uh, obviously, we saw it last year with, you know, Josh Rosen. But, you know, where you're getting Kyler in drafts, I think it's okay to take a chance on that upside. And when I'm talking about upside, I'm talking about the rushing yards because – we know that the rushing yards are worth more than passing yards in fantasy football, and Kyler Murray is coming off of a 1,000-yard rushing season uh, in the D1 program. So, you know, even if he gets half of that for you this year, I think he's going to have the floor to, to make you make him a top-10 quarterback. Um, and we're not even talking about the receivers he has with Christian Kirk, um, Andy Isabella, who he is very close with, who has elite speed, four-three speed. And then, of course, he has a Hall of Famer in Larry Fitzgerald, who everyone's forgetting about for some reason. I, I don't really understand it because I think that Kyler is going to love the safety blanket he has in Larry Fitzgerald. And then, of course, David Austin, who's going to be a top five back this year. So, yeah, I, I think, Kyler, you want to take that risk uh, in fantasy football, especially in one quarterback league uh, where upside is so important.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, if you know, depending on how many roster spots you have, Uh, You can always get a safe backup quarterback later. I typically don't draft two quarterbacks in the league with 16 rounds, but in a 20-round draft with the playffwc.com, I'll probably take a backup. Uh, I don't think you have to. James Conner was someone weeks ago. was probably going in the first round a lot of drafts, but we're starting to see him fall to the second round. His ADP right now in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 14. He's gone as early as 8, as late as 20. Do you think Conner can replicate what he did last year with Pittsburgh?
4: I really do think he can. Um, you know, you got A.B. going out of town, uh, which everyone wants to talk about. Okay, well, where are those targets going in the receiving game? You know, is it going to be James Washington? Is it going to be Dante Moncrief? Well, let's just say it's going to go to James Conner, who's already established a rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, we know this Pittsburgh Steelers' offense, it is greatly schemed for the running back. Um, I'm okay with James Conner. I'm probably not paying that first-round price for him, but if he gets into you know, the mid-second round, I think that's great value for James Conner. Um, look, the Steelers running back um, is valuable. We talked about the Chiefs running back being valuable. The Steelers running back is as well. Um, I think they're going to work in Jalen Samuels a little bit, but it's nothing compared to the volume that James Conner's going to get. Um, I, I think that he has a chance to replicate what he did last year for you.
2: Ah, uh, Sony Michelle begins training camp on the active PUP list. Is this something to worry about?
4: Yeah, you know, you you combo that with them drafting Damian Harris, and um, you know, just the the Patriots running backs are always volatile in the the volume that they receive. Um, I I almost want to say that that narrative has been debunked in recent years because you saw what they did with LeGarrette Blunt making him, you know, the RB7 overall, giving him the volume and giving him the goal line work. And they did the same thing with Sony last year when Sony was healthy. Um, it's almost as if they, they uh, the Patriots, used that running back, uh, you know, for specific things. And if you know that he's going to get the volume, it's all good. And now we bring in Damian Harris and we have James White. So there, Rex Burkhead is coming back healthy. And Sony just isn't. Uh, I'm a little worried about Sony. I think that his ADP is kind of baked into that worry. So you know, if you want to take a chance in the fifth round, I don't think that's a bad spot. but right now, he's falling in draft. So if you see him go into that sixth, seventh round, it's worth the risk. I mean, you know, you look at some of the running backs that are around there, um, you know, thinking of like somebody like Kevin Coleman or Lamar Miller. Draft a guy like Sony Michelle. I mean, the risk is worth it for what he could end up being
2: this year. Who's the real Derrick Henry? The one we saw for most of the season or the one that got the opportunity down the stretch and was great?
4: I think he, the real Derrick Henry is the one we saw at the end of the season. And what that means is he's not going to be able to do that over the course of an entire season. That means that he is going to give you boom or bust games. Because his floor isn't there because he's not going to get any passing volume. They have Dion Lewis there for that. Derrick Henry isn't used in the passing game. So Derrick Henry is going to get goal line work. Uh, he's going to have, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game. And sometimes that's going to translate to 18 carries for 60 yards and no touchdown. Sometimes it's going to be 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. It's going to be kind of boom or bust, and there's not much floor baked into that.
2: All right, Steve, let people know again where they can find the podcast.
4: Yeah, so you can follow my Twitter at uh, st 3 um, I am always on Twitter, always trying to answer your guys' questions. Of course, I post my show on there as well. Uh, please follow my co-host, Blake Sullivan, at Blake Sullivan FF, and you can find the Hot Take podcast on the full-time network, fulltimefantasy.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, etc. Thanks for having me on, man.
2: No problem. Steve Taroni, Find them Hot Take Podcast. That wraps it up here. Check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. I'll be back Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.